So welcome, 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 welcome to uh, the Inside Out Effect podcast, the still number one self-proclaimed uh, personal development podcast globally. And I'm your host, Stephen Jakes, the co-founder of Inside Out Effect and healingthemind.co.uk. And in this episode, again, due to circumstances beyond our control, we are coming to you in a slightly different way. Um, from not a normal setup, I haven't got my good friend as usual sitting next to me, but he is here with us. And uh, this week's episode is all about pendulums and how positive beliefs can actually cause us uh, quite a lot of problems. Um, but before uh, we go there, before we start, I'd like to introduce my co-host, my business partner, uh, the co-founder of the Inside Out Effect, the creator of the DTO system. The author of the book, Decoding Pain, The Emotional Blueprint to Healing Chronic Pain. Uh, now the author of his new book, The TTO Handbook, as well as the liquid nitrogen jet propelled rocket engine and the zero point energy flux capacitor and everything else he's come up with. I've got the wizard from Whitton, the Mediterranean maestro and currently the Portuguese man of war, the awesome and the wonderful... <laughs> <laughs> the awesome and the wonderful Jonathan Shaw. How are you, my friend? How are you, How are you over there in Portugal, my friend? I'm very good. I'm good, mate. The Portuguese man of war. I love that. That's fantastic. I'm not... That's the best one you've done so far. It made me chuckle. Yeah. Uh, I mean, um, I've obviously, I've had to throw this one together quickly because obviously we had a guest today who yes. was going to join us. And... Um, uh, and uh, so basically, um, obviously, I phoned her up to see how she wanted to be introduced and all the rest of it. And uh, she got triggered yesterday into quite a bad way. She woke up with a really bad earache and she was really struggling. And um, so, uh, and she said, oh, I can't do the podcast. Can I do it next week? I'm in a really bad way. She's nearly in tears with this ear pain. And so I said, right, stop, stop, stop. Uh, what is it you've heard? What, what have you heard in the last couple of days that's triggered you? Anyway, it was all about her dad and her dad passing. And. I spent about 50 minutes switching that off and now her ear pain's gone and all of it, she won't cry anymore. She's now like back to her normal self, but she was really tired after getting rid of all of that, you know, um, all that energy and she yeah. sort of went to sleep. So I've had to throw this together. So probably because it was a spontaneous uh, creation, uh, that's why it's come up with that. But that's um, you're getting, you're getting, there's so much now that you're now doing. I mean, I might as well chuck in the night, liquid nitrogen jet propelled rocket engine. Yeah. And then, <laughs> Yeah, no, I'm, I'm not. No, it's not really my field of knowledge. I don't know about jet fueled engines or the flux capacitor. Oh, the only thing I know about the flux capacitor is what was in Back to Future. Uh, that's literally it. Uh, yeah. yeah, awesome. So, um, so yeah, how have you been over there, mate? And um, you still enjoying the sun? I know you've been over there quite a while now. And um, yeah, uh, yeah, so, it's still, still enjoying the sun, still working hard, still treating people. Um, Working hard on on the release of the of the book, which should be yeah. happening in, in a couple of weeks, hopefully, um, and getting it out to people, and uh, working on that, and treating people, and doing other bits and pieces as well, and just spending time with family. So yes, yeah, so it's, it's been it's been been good, it's been hard work, but it's been great. good. Yeah, great. And obviously, have you found your iron because you're wearing a shirt this week, so that's that's good. You're not wearing yeah. a shirt, so you found yeah. the iron. I and, did uh, find the iron, yeah. Well, I didn't technically find the iron, but somebody's obviously found somebody the iron. Somebody found the iron, yeah. Yeah, somebody found the iron and, and hung it up for me, which was lovely. Um, okay, well, obviously, before we... Today. Yeah, so anyway, I was just going to say, before we start, we, we need to make a, uh, or I need to make a personal announcement um, 
from a mistake that we made in the last episode. And, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, and in that episode, uh, we, I claimed that I'd only received one birthday card. And in actual fact, this is actually incorrect because I actually had received two. And not only had I received a, a second birthday card, but I also received a, a gift as well, which I embarrassingly overlooked. So I need to make the record straight because, uh, and I need to apologize to Rebecca, who is one of my clients. Um, she's one of my regular clients. And uh, she not only gave me a wonderful card, but she also uh, gave me this amazing gift, which I want to show everyone. It's actually a personalized toilet roll. And <laughs> yes, ladies and gentlemen, uh, it's how irresponsible of me to forget uh, such a wonderful and uh, memorable gift, a life-changing gift. And uh, yes, so I, I need to make a major set the record straight and apologize because I actually got two cards and a gift. Well, what a wicked gift. You want to be careful because if people know you've got a toilet roll, they might be banging around on your door any minute now. <laughs> you, you could sell that and make a fortune. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, so I'll tell you how it, why, why yeah, I could make a few quid. And yeah. uh, I, I tell you what, uh, I tell you what the problem really, what really happened there was um, uh, whenever the day come round uh, and have sessions with me, quite often, quite often I say, can I use your, can I use the toilet, please? And I'll say, yeah, of course you can use the toilet, but uh, the the toilet rolls upstairs. It's fifty pence a sheet, and you know, and I sort of make little jokes about uh, charging them for toilet rolls and uh, soap and stuff like that. So, um, so anyway, I, uh, uh, so I knew you age, she's, that was her little joke. For Christmas, I got a big box, a whole box of, because uh, obviously people get quite upset sometimes when they're working me. I got a whole box of toilet tissues and pens and paper. So, uh, so I'm really, truly grateful for those gifts, Rebecca. And so, uh, yeah, so that's the story, really. So, um, so yeah, so tell me, tell me about your, 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 what you've been doing over there and, and work-wise, what you've been up to. Uh, well, I've been treating different people with different problems, um, uh, some varying clients, uh, uh, depression and uh, somebody else with business blocks and um, uh, somebody else with grief. So different mixture of, of, of conflicts. Uh, I actually treated, just finished treating one lady for body image. She had a really um, a bad body image of herself that was really affecting her. She's only young, bless her. She's... You know, she's travelled around the world recently and, and uh, she just covers herself up all the time because she had this, this bad body image of herself. And uh, we were able to uh, reduce that by 70% in four sessions. Um, so we've literally taken 70% out of that. So she's feeling much happier, much better about her body, uh, much more relaxed. And so she's not um, thinking about what she has to wear all the time or worrying about people judging or criticizing her. She can just be more herself now uh, after those few sessions, which is, you know, which is fantastic for her. Yeah, great. Awesome. Um, so, uh, yeah. So, I mean, I know that, uh, so how else, how else really has the lockdown affected you or has it not really, have you just been cracking on as usual? Um, well, I mean, I, I've transitioned, I've transitioned most of my yeah, clients. I've, I've, had that, I've had exactly that response too. Yeah, you have. I, 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 I see it go. <laughs> um, uh, and um, it's very much like Emma Thompson from Sense and Sensibility. <laughs> yeah. um, if you know that movie. Um, but um, yeah, no, I mean, it's, it's, uh, 
No, it hasn't really affected my business too much. I just, I just can't do the physical lines. Having said that, um, I don't know if I mentioned it on the last podcast. I can't remember, but um, my girlfriend's nan, who actually lives in Portugal, uh, she was having problems walking. She's been having problems walking for years, and was told she needed a knee operation. And all I did was show her how to walk correctly. I, I just showed the correct movement for her lower part of her body, and and did a couple of physical treatments and all her knee pain has gone <laughs> and she walks absolutely fine now whereas before she was in a lot of pain with her knees she was told need operation and literally uh, a quick look at her show how to walk properly and a couple of physical treatments and all her knee pain is completely gone That's so it just goes to show how very simple it is often to just by correcting movement and a bit of body work how simple it is to correct a lot of pain. And she'd been in pain for a very long time. So she was amazed that all of a sudden she could walk without pain. Um, yeah. So that was, uh, you know, especially after what she'd been told. So that was a really good physical success when I'm actually stuck out, you know, I'm inside another country. Obviously my clinic is closed, but I'm lucky that I can treat my clients online for all different types of problems. I did recently, not, not last week, but I did help someone get rid of the, her height phobia uh, she wanted to uh, walk over the O2 for her, her daughter, her daughter's birthday, and she was scared of heights, so I got rid of a height phobia for her so she could do it. Uh, and she said as she walked up it, because she went with another friend of hers, and as she walked up it, she was looking out the view, and she looked back and she saw her other friend clinging to the side for dear life, and then she realised that she wasn't doing that. And she, so she only realised she didn't have a problem with it as she was doing it. Uh, which was quite a, a, a you know a revelation for her, so that was quite cool. So that, that was a few weeks ago that I did that, um, but I think I forgot to tell people. So yeah, it's been a very mix of different people, different um, emotional responses, uh, but it's so it keeps me on my toes a little bit. Yeah, awesome. Yeah. What about you? Yeah, probably. Go on. You just gonna say? What about what about you? What clients have you been treating? Um, well, to be quite honest, the lockdown really hasn't affected me at all. Um, no. Outside of the fact that I'm just getting triggered when I go to the supermarket, but obviously you can understand why and people are how they're acting. But for me, I'm just carrying on exactly the same as normal. I've not, uh, obviously, initially I just switched off all the fear around it, so I've got no fear around it at all. Um, and I'd, obviously the benefit of it is I don't watch any news whatsoever. So whatever has been, whatever everybody, so that's why I'm currently just quite happy, quite, you know, doing my own thing, really not bothered yeah. about it. I mean, obviously for me, being stuck indoors for I don't know how many weeks it is now, seven weeks, is it? I'm talking about seven, I don't know exactly how many days that is or how many weeks, but I must be getting on for seven weeks. To be stuck in here on my own consistently can and has been at times a little bit troubling. but. Um, because, you know, it, it, it just gets to you a little bit, you know. But to be quite honest, um, you know, other than that, I've been really, really great. Other than I got triggered uh, last week because on Facebook um, I saw a photograph of somebody, of a situation which, um, you know, it triggered me from the past. And uh, I've had to work through that. But outside of that, really, um, it really hasn't really affected me at all. Um, uh, the only thing really was that, you know, that um, I was looking forward to seeing somebody uh, just before the lockdown was announced. And I was really looking forward to seeing it. So that's that's sort of like, that's sort of like 
pissed me off a little bit if that's the, because you know I was really looking forward to seeing that person but that's you know that, it, that's the only other thing really but other than that I've really just been really creative um I've just been making music um I've just uh last week created a really nice piece of meditation music uh which I've put together which I've created from different pieces of music and and uh and I've been working on my new track which uh which is uh, which is coming along and I've also been working with uh, Zoe, who's helping me put together a, a new transformational program for me and you for when this all finishes. And so I've been putting quite a lot of focus and energy on to that and how that's going to work and how that program's going to help and assist people over a period of time. Uh, as yeah. it, it'll be, Not only will it be a case of switching stuff off for people, um, it's also going to be a mentoring program because obviously this, the, the, the knowledge that we've acquired through through, through business and through other things and how this actually works, not just with people with mental illnesses, it works for everything. So yeah. that's going to be really good. And, you know, and I've got to say that most of the people that have had the most benefit from what I do, I mean, I've obviously, I'll move on to something in a minute, but some of the people just come to me where they're just stuck and there's not really anything wrong with them, but their life's not working for them. And they just want to have a better life. They want to just like move on from, from they're just not happy where they're at whether they're in a relationship that's not working for them, whether they're in a job that's not working for them, they don't know where to go, what to do. And so I basically, like, especially with Zoe, she put an amazing testimonial out for me the other day, which I'm really grateful for, but it just really encapsulates what's possible for anybody if they really, really want it and they're prepared to invest in themselves. Um, the problem is, is we stay stuck in situations, and I say this all the time, is that you know, we generally make things okay that aren't okay, and we're unhappy, and uh, and you know and then our only uh, the only thing we do is just post negative shit on Facebook or on Twitter or whatever. We don't actually really do anything to change it. We just stay stuck with it. And you know and and you know I say this, uh, you know, change or nothing will change. But if you know if you're not willing, if you if you don't think you deserve it or you don't want it, you're never going to do anything about it. There's the perfect life for everybody out there, uh, but they've just got to really want it and they've got to have a desire to to want better for themselves to know that actually there's a better for them. They can align themselves with a better person in their life. They can align themselves with a better business partner, whatever it is. So it doesn't necessarily really have to be coming from a place of absolute despair, destruction, you know, completely like I'm going to end my life for what I do or what we do to be of really benefit. Zoe was just one of these people that was stuck. And she has, I've seen her life just absolutely take off. But she came to me just feeling a bit stuck. She wasn't in a really bad place, but she's been really committed to working through her stuff and she has cleared a lot of her past stuff up, but she's also clearing a lot of, a lot of the blocks that are stopping her moving forward. Most yeah. people think that, that you have to get rid of the past, but there's also these, the limiting beliefs, we go back to the beliefs here of moving forward, you know, yeah. and the things that block us. So I've been removing them for her and she is absolutely flying. Um, and uh, so she's helping me with this transformational program and going onto clients uh, I've actually been really quite busy the last few weeks and um, I've had a number of new people come to me for a whole host of different uh, situations um, some anxieties and some depressions um, uh, I've been working with someone who again who's been having an eating problem um, and I've been able to clear all that for them and uh, it's been really it's been really I've been honestly I've had some really great results and uh, and in many ways, I'm quite grateful, really, because that is helping me not feel so isolated and alone and, and abandoned in my own home for this period yeah. of time. You know, I get to go out yeah. for walks and stuff, but, you know, it's, you know having, that lack of, uh, having that lack of connection with people 
uh, is is nearly you know that that's the thing I've sort of struggled with. But I've switched some of that off. But it all keep coming back because obviously it's being recycled every day and sort. So, uh, but one particular yeah. client, uh, which was actually this morning. Uh, I mean, this is a bit sensitive, and uh, but she come to me and um, uh, she was in, she reached out to me a little while ago before the lockdown and cancelled because she didn't think she could come to me. And ultimately, what happened was is that she reached out to me uh, one on Friday after I posted a did a post, and I said, look, I can do this online with you, you know. So I sent her the video of the how the mind works. She watched that a couple of times, and I did the session with her this morning. And obviously, after having a little chat with her, I'm like, well, how's things? You know, what is it? What is it that's stopping you? What is it you'd like to change in your life? What do you think is causing problems? And we 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 got we we started talking about it. And one of the, the first thing that comes up was that about 10 years ago, she was in a relationship where she was forcibly assaulted sexually and uh, more or less strangled, killed by uh, by the partner. And I was like, okay, <laughs> so uh, that's probably where we want to start. And yeah didn't really know because there's obviously a lot of trauma in there there's a lot of emotions tied up with it and some PTSD stuff going on there I can't imagine what that must have been like for the woman to experience that um, but uh, once I started the process I actually was able to clear the whole event in about 40 minutes and yeah and and at the end of it at the end of it she just broke down and just felt she was so relieved because it's been because it was creating so much anxiety and other behavioural things in her life, and as soon as I got rid of that, she just literally just had a, a release of energy, and she just was so she couldn't stop thanking me really after that. So she's now realised obviously what's what's going on for her and how all of these how all these little things and these big things affect us in our life and stop us moving forward or you know or drive our behaviours. That she's now obviously going to continue. Uh, for a while with that so uh, I'm absolutely chuffed to bits with that because that, that was a really you know that was a really big thing and to be able to get rid of that for that person in such a short period of time um, uh, I, I felt I felt I felt really good about that and uh, and I know that now she's going to go on and and uh, and uh, you know crack on now with her new career without those things getting in the way there's some other things that need to clear but I think she, she's going to be fine now she's got rid of the main thing so yeah, so other than that, really, I mean, um, I've just been doing my, doing my usual thing, really, just trying to be my chippy, chirpy, cheeky self. Good, excellent. Yeah, yeah. so, so we suppose we might as well crack on and get on with the podcast now proper, um, if that's the correct terminology. You know, the Essex boy coming out at me. Uh, and so, uh, so let's that's, not, that's not the correct terminology, but never mind, don't worry about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, get on with the podcast uh, <laughs> proper. Yeah, well, I'm doing a podcast, isn't it, mate? You know what I mean? Yeah. So, anyway, uh, <laughs> and I won't do any impersonations today. So, anyway, let's get to the podcast. We're going to talk pendulums. We're going to talk positive beliefs. I have got something here behind me which we can use if we want to, John. Um, but I think it's really good because I know some people are very visual and yeah. and sometimes they might not get what we're talking about. And and I know from, uh, the, uh, from the last one that we did, I split that up. I find it, I think it's quite funny, really, because... I mean, we obviously do this to help people, and uh, it was quite funny because um, obviously that model of the brain is something that's been that's pretty much it will it will change your life, it will change the way you look at things. It, it's a very very positive thing, and it is very life changing for nearly everybody I know. That when they take that on board and watch it, they really get to understand, you know, where they are in life, why they are why they are in life, and what's stopping them. Yeah. And uh, to date, I think we've had 103 views on that. 
okay, in the last two weeks. Uh, but funnily enough, I saw a pussycat fall off of a sofa, and that's had 1.8 million views. So obviously, um, we're in the wrong, we're in the wrong career. We, we should be doing memes. That's what it should be. That's that's where we should be in the meme market. Yeah. I wonder Facebook's full of all negative stuff because I'd rather watch cats fall off of a sofa than find out that stuff. But I mean, I, that's just that just I just that, I just find it I just find it very um find it very strange. But anyway, so we're going to bring this this one today, uh, and um, so this is about pendulums and positive beliefs. So. Um, and we're all on pendulums. And so do you want to do one? I've done quite a bit of talking here, John. So do you want to uh, lead on with uh, pendulums and positive beliefs and your take on them and how they really do? Can, and I mean, positive beliefs can actually be worse than negative beliefs and hold things in place. So I'm going to let you give you the floor, my friend, and uh, maybe you want to talk to the viewers and just elaborate on that bit. Okay, cool. Yeah, so um, so I, I used to think, uh, or, or the way I was taught, that um, obviously you always look for the negative belief. You always look for the belief that is, is, is in the past that's holding you back in life. And through doing DTO and understanding beliefs from a different point of view, from what I call a micro-belief, uh, we can actually have positive beliefs about ourselves, which can actually be worse than negative belief first for a couple of reasons they can be worse because they're harder to find because we don't think positive beliefs are a problem uh, and they can be worse because they can hold everything else in place so you can be trying to clear the negative clear the negative clear the negative and it's not going because there's a positive in the way there's a positive belief about yourself and what the person's usually done is they've usually reframed the situation so that they feel positive about it but that positive reframe has now become a negative and is stopping them from letting something go. Um, I'll, I'll give you an example, and it's a, I, I think I might have mentioned on another podcast, but there was a classic example of a, a guy I was treating who was uh, a member of a church. I can't remember what church he was a member of, but he'd had this, this argument with this guy, and it was a big, big falling out. And we were, we were working through the negative response around it, all the anger and resentment and all of that. Uh, but what, what came out of it was this, this belief that he was moral. So his response was, I'm moral. And uh, now that is a, okay, so it's a positive belief. You would think that that's a good thing, I'm moral. Um, and when he told me the story, I couldn't argue that he wasn't correct. I couldn't argue that, that he was in the wrong in any way. Uh, but this belief that he was moral was holding this in place. He kept getting in his head, he kept going, yes, but I'm moral, like, I'm, I'm, I'm moral, I'm right in this. And although he may have been right, actually holding the belief in your head is not good for you. So whether you're right or not should be irrelevant. <laughs> you shouldn't be hanging on to the belief that you are right and wrong. And because he was, that was stopping letting it go. As soon as I switched that off, then all the anger and resentment, the bitterness, that kind of just vanished and dropped away. But it was just this positive belief that he was moral. And we do it all the time to ourselves. Um, you know, like for instance, uh, in breakups uh, with relationships, you know, if someone hurts us, we replay in our head and go, how could that person do that? I'm such a good person. I don't deserve that. I'm a good person. And that belief, I'm a good person, actually stops you letting go of the negative response about the person who hurt you. Because you are kind of... Um, you're making yourself out that you are that you are better in some way 
by thinking that you're a good person, so why do I deserve that? And, and that can really mess up the unconscious mind. Consciously, it probably sounds nuts to people. I mean, I'm, I'm used to seeing this all the time now. But uh, consciously to a lot of people, you might say, well, that's, that's okay. You might, it may seem nuts. But actually, these beliefs, these positive beliefs about ourselves actually hold the conflict in place. Um, another positive belief is that, that women get into, certainly, and men, but certainly women get into it these days, is I'm strong. I'm in control. I'm powerful. And those types of beliefs, they can keep you uh, running on a treadmill all the time, working 24-7, um, never saying no to anything, constantly working, constantly doing things for others uh, because you believe in you're strong and you're powerful. So you don't ever allow yourself downtime. You don't ever allow yourself to relax. You don't ever allow yourself to enjoy yourself uh, uh, because of this belief that's in the way. Uh, so all these positive beliefs can actually have a very negative impact on the person that's that, that's running it. And yeah. I, I found that the positive one is often worse than the negative one. Yeah, I just want to chime in there because um, going back to where you were basically saying about uh, how about being busy because you know they're a good person. There's also the on the opposite side of that is that that, that quite often people will do this as a move away. So deep down, they feel really shitty about themselves. They're not good enough. And so therefore, they have a positive belief that they need to be doing something. Yeah. It, has a double, it has a double element. It means that when they're being busy, they're now moving away from those negative feelings. But yeah. the negative feelings is giving them a positive belief that if they carry on being busy and they don't think about it and they don't feel those things, then life is currently fine and working for them. So in many ways, you can actually have a, a double a double element there of where one is actually pushing the other. The, the negative belief is driving the positive belief and but actually it's a move, it's a moving away from. And yeah. the other thing as well, which I just wanted to add in, when it's something that come up when we were talking last week was the, uh, and, and this is, was, this has actually been a, a groundbreaking mind opener for to me, to me, because I never really, I'd never really put two and two together with this, but it's the, I need to, yeah. That I need to. I need to be successful. I need to be a good mum. I need to be a good partner. I need to, you know, be be honourable. I need to be right. And and I, I sort of get understand that. But when you actually think about that, when you connect to the energy of I need to be, that yeah. instantly will put a negative strain. That's real demand and pressure on yourself to maintain or ascertain and reach something that sometimes might not be achievable or is actually illusionary and that can keep you stuck as well and i i i know that categorically because there's something that was running for me a little you know a couple of weeks back that what i needed to do i need i needed to be able to do this thing yeah. but it was actually the, the fact that i needed to do it was actually the thing that was stopping me from doing it because the energy behind that i need to was actually the thing that was sabotaging it so yeah. So that the, the I need to belief is also quite crippling and disabling as well. It is. It puts a lot of pressure on people, a lot of overwhelm on people um, to do something they think they should be doing, um, and and they really shouldn't be doing that. Um, uh, so you know, I've been you know treating someone who who is obviously going through a business crisis uh, in this uh, mad mad time of ours. 
and um, and they're going through a business crisis of of what they're going to do with their business, and um, she, she she kind of believes she needs to hang on to this business, uh, and that is stopping her from seeing other opportunities and seeing the next phase by believing she needs to hold on to the past business. Uh, and, and we often do that to ourselves. We think we need to do something or we have to do something. I hear it all the time when people say, no, I need to do this. Why? Why do you need to? You're only making it up yourself. Uh, there is no need to do anything. And that just, uh, and when I needed to change the world, when I needed to heal the world, that put a lot of pressure on me. It really um, stressed me out. And then, and then when I wasn't doing it, when I wasn't living up to that, I then used to beat myself up for it, going, oh my God, you're lazy, you're not doing anything, you're not, you're not healing the world, what are you doing, you stupid? And I would then beat myself up for this imaginary need that I had to change the world. It was completely insane. Um, and we do, it, we do it all the time to ourselves. I, it, it's I, did exa I had exactly that run in the first three or four or five months, six months of doing this. Yeah. Because once I realised what I could do, I knew that every single human being in the world can literally... Have, a, have, the, have an amazing life. And so I felt like I needed to change everyone. Yeah. And it was driving me nuts. I'm like, I had this amazing, this amazing new skill and talent and I, I can help everybody. And, uh, and I felt like I needed to do it. And, um, and it caused me all sorts of problems, to be quite honest. And we have a bunch of them switched off now. Um, you know, I've just come to terms with that, you know, most people, I, you know, 1% of people really, so uh, from, from my, from the people that I know and, just taking a, my Facebook, for example, there's a, I've got a thousand plus people, but around about 10 of those people have reached out to me and improved their life. The others aren't. So, so you can't really change the 99%. You can only really work with the people that want to, but I wanted yeah. to change. I felt the need to change 99%. But, uh, yeah, it's, you know, a very, it's a very common thing that therapists get into when I first, uh, yeah. I had that when I first got into it. I need to, I used to, my energy for, when I first wanted help clients, I was like, oh my God, I can help you. Won't you listen? Um, but then later on, when I did DTO, people said to me, oh, you've got to put this out there. You need to get this out there. And that need kicked in again. And, and that really, you know, stressed me to the point of view I didn't want to do it. Um, so, so, yeah, take out those needs for things because they are very, they're irrelevant. You, no one needs to do anything. Um, we choose to do things based on, uh, either what we believe to be true or whether we want to get in trouble or not, we, whether we've got the consequence or not. Uh, there was this great story in a book. I can't remember which book it was. Um, so I read a great book, then. Obviously, an excellent book. You can't even remember the name but of it. I've read so many books over the years. Well, I've, I've, I'm dyslexic, so I've read so many books technically, but not compared to some people. But I've read so many self-development books that I, I, they've also amalgamated into one now. But there was this great story... Um, about this this teenager who who uh, was uh, in a sport at school, let's say basketball, as I can't remember, and he was in the the Champion League. He was in he was in the basketball team at school, uh, but he's also uh, had a maths class, a maths lesson, a maths exam, I think, and the basketball game um, uh, uh, coincided with the maths lesson. Now, he had to be in the game because he was one of the star players, but he also had to do the maths lesson. And he went to his maths teacher uh, and said, I, I, I really can't do this. I really can't do this. I, I, I need to do the game. Um, uh, and and the, the teacher, I need to do the game. I need to. And, and so I can't choose. And the teacher said, it's not that you, you can't decide which one to do. 
you don't want the consequence of choosing one or the other. Um, and that's what that does for us. If, if, we, if we say we can't do something, we need to do something, or then we're worried about the consequence of not doing it often. So if he did the maths, the consequence of not doing the basketball would be his coach would have a go at him. And if he didn't do the basketball, then the consequence of that would be letting down all his team players and things like that. He just didn't want the consequence of not doing what he thought he needed to do. But those consequences are generally, you know, normal yeah. things. I, I, I mean, I must admit, I, I doubt you can say the same thing about relationships as well. Yeah, you can. You because, don't want the you know, consequence. Because of the consequence. If I, I know this isn't working, I need to leave. And, yeah. uh, and then what you don't do is you choose not to because of the consequences of... So the consequence of not leaving means your life and experience is crap, but the consequence of leaving means that you feel guilty for leaving. So it's the same sort of thing. And, uh, and I'm yeah. not just relationships, but obviously you can talk about jobs as well. That's similar with changing careers as well. But yeah. um, I see that a lot in people, you know. Like, but what I tend to find is that there's a, there's a, there's a hidden drive there. Is I'm not good enough. I don't deserve to be happy. What would everybody else think? I mean, I, funny enough, this literally goes into a post that I put in the, uh, on Facebook the other day about are you living your life to other people's expectations? Are you actually yeah. really being the best version of yourself? Are you really living a happy, your happy life? Or are you living the expectations of other people's? What other people want of you, what to think, how to feel, who to be, what to have, how to, how, how to show up in life. And, and the pressure of that stops you having or being with the person you want to be, living the life that you want to be because you're living or have that fear of other people's expectations or the fear of their, or their response or the fear of the, uh, the reaction of that. And then yeah. people aren't really living their life. They're not living their life at all. They're living everybody else's expectation or version or the other people's version of you. And, yeah. and, that, and that causes so many people to feel stuck and in pain. And again, it goes back to that, what we were just talking about earlier on, yeah. um, about the consequences of not, of not choosing him. But then what yeah. you do is you don't choose and you stay stuck where you are and your life is now still a miserable, unhappy life that you're probably uh, experiencing. So, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, so I get that. So, yeah, so, so that's, you know, that's another thing. And that's another thing, that it's, and that's a quite a deeper understanding of things. I've slightly gone off track a little bit, but that, that's a deeper understanding of things. Once you start going deeper with your responses, you no longer uh, are clearing out memories or events. You're actually clearing out programs of the way you show up in the world. You're clearing out yeah. programs of the way you are around other people that have been embedded for a long period of time. So like the belief you need to do things or the expectation of others or the, the needing love and approval from other people. Once you start clearing those things out of your system, then you start really healing on a deeper level. Um, so, so yeah, so that's so slightly deeper uh, conversation. Um, but essentially within that, there will be positive beliefs about yourself that you aren't aware of that will be kicking up um, and stopping you from moving forwards uh, because you think something positive about yourself that's not working. Um, like one of, you know, one of the positive beliefs is that I see in a lot of people is they, they, they know they believe they're right all the time. So because they believe they're right, they don't allow any other information to come into their brain. So they never change it. Um, uh, so the problem with that is that believing that they know everything, or they're always right, stops them seeking out new information and stops them hearing or seeing the new information when it presents itself in their environment. Um, yeah. So that, again, is another really bad positive belief to have that you're right or you know everything. 
because nobody does. No one knows everything. It's impossible. So, yeah, yeah I mean that's a really good point actually because I think um, you know, ten years ago or so, that's where I thought I was. <laughs> I know I thought because I because I because obviously my mind was the way it was and where I was. I, but then I come to realise that even all of the stuff that I thought that I knew actually weren't working for me anyway. And I've had to delete all of that because it obviously didn't work for me whether it was right or wrong. And I don't care about right or wrong now anymore. I really, I don't care. But, um, but the, one of the main things that, one of the main things that I find that holds things in place for people when they've got an issue or a situation or circumstance going, and I sometimes might get stuck with a person because I can't find that one thing, that one last thing that's going to clear it properly. And that is, I'm a good person. Yeah. Yeah. They believe that all the time I'm a good person. It's a very common I'm one. I'm a good person, yeah. Good person. If they believe that I'm a good person, that can be that can really hold so much stuff there. Um, because if you think I'm a well, I'm a good person, you know, it's actually got a, a negative connotation to it when it's used it in, in that in that way. It has because you know, um, on the one hand, uh, their unconscious might go, "Well, no, you're not really," because you may have done something bad in your past. So you're then trying to fake that you're a good person to your unconscious mind and that never works. Um, or it just, it just creates an unfairness in your brain because you're a good person. So why would anyone do that to a good person? And it's then making you a victim. Um, you're now a victim to the problem because you're such a good person. So everybody else must be a bad person. And, and that goes down to judgments as well, because you're judging why someone's done something to you and making out you're better than that person. And the, the ironic truth is nobody's really better than anybody. Um, we all have our own uh, blocks, our own issues. We have no reason why someone's like that the way we are. Um, and we, we never take the time to find out because we're so busy to uh, punish someone or treat them badly for what they've done. We never actually sit them down and find out why they're doing what they're doing. Yeah, uh, and so we do that. that. We do that based on our beliefs. <laughs> exactly, yeah, exactly. Um, so that belief that if you if you believe you're a good person under certain scenarios, then uh, under a negative scenario, I should say. So if you anchor that belief to a negative situation, that's where it becomes a problem. If it's a positive situation, that's fine. You know, if you just believe you're a good person, you act like a good person, that's great. But if you're believing it in a negative scenario, that's where it's it's where it's going to really mess you up. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So, I mean, I've got some up here, so I don't know if we want to maybe just go on to this. I mean, for example, yeah. um, you know, what I've got here is I've got, so this is the pendulum, obviously. <laughs> and uh, so on the left-hand side, we've got negative, we've got negative uh, uh, beliefs. Yeah. On the right-hand side, we've got positive beliefs. Yeah. And so what happens is, is, and what I like to say is every time we have a negative response to something, the pendulum swings. Yeah. We're either going to have a positive response to something or we're going to have a negative response to something. And like I said in the last podcast, as soon as we have a negative response to any event in our life, whether we're watching the news or we react to anything in our, in our, in our everyday life, as soon as we react, we're on a pendulum. So yeah. every single person all the time is constantly on a pendulum of some sort. Um, and those, will, those responses will either be negative responses or there'll be positive responses. So when you're create, when for example you're put into a situation or have a belief that that you might need to do something, or you're presented with something where you might need to do some do an activity or create something, you might all of a sudden go. You might end up having a negative response of "I'm powerless," 
yeah. oh, I can't do that. Oh, no, just the thought of doing it makes you feel powerless. And now you've been swung to the pendulum to the negative. And what we tend to do is once we realise that, once we realise that we feel, uh, we feel powerless in that situation, we then know that we still need to do this activity or speak to somebody or tell a truth or whatever it's going to be. But we feel powerless in that because that's been the negative response or the state that we go into. And we realise and know that that's, that's not working for us. So what we'll then do is we'll use force, energy and willpower to push the pendulum to the opposite side, which is where we want to become powerful. Yeah. And by being, by, like you said earlier on, is by reframing the belief of I'm, power, I'm powerless, I'm, I'm weak and powerless, you now reframe to say, well, actually, I'm not. And you're going to use force energy. I'm really powerful in order to do that thing. And what happens generally is when we've got these running, we can only maintain that force, energy and willpower for a certain amount of time until the true belief will go back to the state. So we'll use, we'll push the energy up here. We'll maintain that for a period of time. We can't hold it. And then we'll crash and then we'll go back into feeling weak or we'll feel powerless rather than feeling that, because we actually want to feel strong and we want to feel, or we think we want to feel strong or feel yeah. powerful. Yeah. Um, and so uh, that pendulum will swing from side to side, but actually uh, neither of those are, uh, neither of those are actually where we want to be because actually in the center here, right in the center of this pendulum, when it's neither negative or positive is our natural state. And our natural state is where we feel generally calm, happy, content, peaceful, unfazed, everything's easy. And we've all had that, so we've all had those moments in life where we've gone for a walk and the sun's out or we're walking along the beach or we're in a situation where we've not been triggered by anything. Everything just seems to be really, you know, I'm having, I feel really good today. Everything's just right, everything feels normal. Well, that really nice feeling positive state that we're in there is actually this middle, middle ground here. Yeah. But most people, the majority of people uh, very rarely get to this because prior learnings, prior beliefs and experiences will trigger either a negative emotional response or belief or the fact that they just feel happy and content isn't good enough because they feel they need to be doing something. Yeah. Oh, I, I, I know I shouldn't be doing this. I, you, need to, you need to go out. I need to be busy. I need to be strong. I need to be intelligent. I need to be learning. I need to be confident. And so depending on what sort of mindset you've got, uh, you'll, you, if you, you might not even be happy just being content and happy and letting things happen naturally. You feel like you've got to use force and energy to push it that way. But again, as much as we force those things that way, the, what will happen is as soon as you think that we're, yeah, well, I, I'm strong, I'm strong, I'm strong. Ultimately, the more energy and force we push one way, uh, it's the law, it will go back the other way and you will end up feeling weak. And yeah. so, so, so the only way to get rid of that is to delete and switch off those negative thoughts, those negative beliefs and those negative experiences and responses as it is also, <laughs> we need to delete the positive ones as well because, and that will bring us back into this center place where we feel happy, calm, unfazed and everything. When we're in that middle state, that's when everything works. That's where I've come to now is where everything just works for me now. It's nothing's an effort. Everything just happens easy, easily and effortlessly. Yes, I do have to put myself, I have to take action sometimes and do things, but it's coming from a place of neutral or, nat or natural place rather than a forced 
or or negative position. So I don't know if you want to go. Have you got anything to say about that, John? Yeah, uh, once you get to that middle ground and you're just being you, you haven't got a negative or a positive in your mind about the situation, then everything just flows because uh, the positive or negative is a judgment as well. It's a judgment about the situation or yourself. And so once you remove those judgments and you're just then clear and just being you, then things tend to flow much better because you have no judgment about what should be, what shouldn't be how good you are, how not good you are. You don't have those judgments in your brain. So you just naturally take action on whatever comes up and there's no kind of glitch or slowing down. It just happens at a very natural pace and you just take it all in your stride as if you was just, you know, watching in slow motion. So the, the place you want to be at is in the middle, but so many people are either manically rushing around or severely depressed or trying to be really strong or feeling really weak or, all these things, they're never actually being them in the middle. They're never actually coming centred and being grounded and just being themselves in the middle. And that's the place where you really want to be at. Uh, once you get to that place, life kind of just works. Yeah, I definitely agree with that because that's certainly what's happened for me. And, I, I, you know, but I think one of the things that as soon as I got back to this negative place, I was able to identify that it was the, it was the pre-programming of the necessity to be someone that I wasn't that I needed to be successful to gain respect admiration it was about how big my house was how big my car was and 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 you're being gauged on that and so that's where I fell into that trap massively that's what caused my biggest downfall because I was never happy and it didn't matter where I got to and what I achieved it just was unfulfilling and it just felt empty because the intention was it's wrong, it was not coming from a place of neutrality and it happening naturally where I could actually benefit and enjoy it. It was a case of a need. It was a case of I want that. That's going to get me there. It was very egotistical in, in a way. How I, wanted the, uh, how I wanted other people to see me or have expectations of me. I was living to that. And yeah. it didn't matter how big my house was, how nice my car was, how many holidays I had, how much money I earned. And I, did, I was really successful. But all of that really was meaningless. Yeah. When I look back now, I mean, I, I, it was meaningless. Yeah. Um, because they all, they, once I actually achieved that goal, it actually just felt, it was empty. You know, there was always something, there was always that one thing missing. And, and then I'd go looking for the next thing. Well, it's that that I need. Like, this is the car now. So I've got, well, I've got to get the car. And then I've got the car. Oh, yeah. And after a couple of weeks, it was just a car. And I'm like, oh, right. And then I'm feeling empty again. It's a feeling of, like, I need to be doing something to achieve. I need to have that. And I need to have that. And, and so, um, and so that for me, um, so that for me was that that was a massive problem because it was the pro programming that I felt that I, if I wasn't doing something or if I wasn't, if I wasn't, you know, I get being ambitious and I get, you know, wanting to be successful. I'm not saying that that's the wrong thing, but it's got to come a place from a place of authenticity, not yes. from a place of um, programmed expectations or feeling the need to fit in to be accepted or for external validation, because that's where your happiness lies. <laughs> we know that's absolute nonsense because nothing really exists outside of you. So, um, so I fell into that and I think a lot of people do. But once you get off the pendulum and go back into that natural state, which is something that's happened, everything is just working for me uh, a lot better. Obviously, I'm not where I need to be or I'd like to be, but there's no more pressure on me anymore to 
to uh, you know compete with to be Richard Branson. Yeah. Because actually, it's so so hard and so stressful, and and it, and it causes so much problems. But actually, but what I am finding now is everything's just happening natu- naturally. I don't. I'm not really having to do a lot in order to. Right. Yeah. To make things work for me, it's just happening naturally, and uh, and obviously when you start getting into the energy work and realizing about the law of attraction element, and when you start switching that stuff off, things naturally start coming to you. Um, then um, then when being in this natural state is is just lovely. It's a it's a gorgeous place to be. I no longer have to be angry or react to anybody unless I go to the supermarket at the moment. <laughs> that's still triggering me a little bit, but. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. but it probably is everybody else, but but that's the importance of not of not being on the pendulum. Yeah, no, exactly. Yeah, once you're just you, then things flow, um, and and people have a hard time with being themselves. You, it's not something you do logically. You've got to switch off the pendulum part that's stopping from being you. You can't do it logically. But once you switch it off, then you go back to being you. But the other problem that people have with being themselves is they don't really, they think they need to know who they are to be themselves. And that in itself is a limiting belief. You don't need to know who you are. You just need to be who you are. And when you use DTO to switch off everything that's not you, you just start being that person. And then you gradually get to know who that person is. Uh, people think they need to do it the other way around. They need to know first. And that's yeah, never and the, thing is, the thing is, you said need to know. Yeah, they need to know. Exactly. They need hey. to. I need to know. And that's... And that again, that's it's the biggest problem. People need things, or I need this, I need that, I need this, and it's all nonsense and insane uh, part of the unconscious mind. Um, but certainly, when people um, want to become themselves, they almost need to know who they're going to be, uh, and they want to check to make sure that they're going to like who they're going to be. Well, <laughs> well, most of those people don't like themselves now, so <laughs> but they often they often have a glitch in their system. They don't like themselves now but they don't know who they're going to be. So they're worried about like disliking themselves even more. So they stick with the person they don't like now in case the other person's worse. It's like, wow, that's, that's a real mind fuck. That's right there. That's, and that's how people's brains work. They can't logically see that the person, once you switch off all the trauma from the person they are now, who they don't like, you'll be a much happier, uh, loving, calm, relaxed person. And how could you not be a nice person without energy? If you're happier, more loving, more relaxed, calm, that's only going to create a lovely person. It's not going to create a nasty person. But it's hard for people to get their heads around that or, or see it logically until you start switching things off. Yeah, I mean, quite a lot of people that come to me, uh, they need to be doing something or they need to change people or they need to educate people. It generally comes from a place of insecurity for me. Yeah. Um, it comes from a place of insecurity and therefore because they feel insecure, they feel that they need to validate themselves or be somebody or project themselves to be something and they're not just for their own, just for their own, their own, um, fulfillment, if that's the right word. Yeah. Um, there was something I was going to say. Yeah. And the other thing that I tend to do is when people say, well, I, well, I need, I need to know. I, I, the best question is, is, well, why do you need to know? Yeah. When you ask somebody that question, well, I need to do that. Well, I need to be successful. And I go, well, why do you need to be successful? And you just watch them literally yeah. go, because um, uh, they actually don't really know. No. It's, just, it's just some program in there that they think that they have to, they have to be a certain way in order to get, but like I said, it's an external validation thing or an acceptance from their parents or, you know, this is a problem. 
Um, but yeah, so it's great. So when when I ever have that, well, I need a X. I need X. I'm like, why why do you need it? Why do you need it? And then you can just see them just <laughs> just go. Like Crichton did in, in Red Dwarf, you can just see oh, yeah, them, yeah, 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 yeah. you know, yeah. uh, and it just it will malfunction them because they yeah. actually don't even really know why. They believe they need to, but then when you actually get to it, they actually don't have a clue why. No. And so, and that's the whole problem with this positive belief element because actually nobody really knows why they need to do anything. Like you, like you quite no. deep cut, you know, said just a minute ago. Um, so, I mean, just catching another one. Another one is that where people feel they need to be confident. Uh, ultimately, uh, it's not the fact that they need to be confident. It's probably because they have a belief or a negative belief about themselves that they're not confident. They're unconfident. Yeah. And so because they're unconfident, they need, because they don't like that feeling when presented, when they need to, when they need to just do something, they feel unconfident. They get triggered into that feeling of being, having a lack of confidence. They will then push, use energy, willpower to try and be confident. But again, yeah. that's now becoming, that's your fake self again. That's being fake. And, and, and again, that'll only last for a certain period of time and you'll get found out. And that's why a lot of people get found out in those situations because they'll be able to do it. They might in one to go, do you know what? I could do that. And then they do it. And then when they had to go and do it again, they fall over because they, yeah. can't, they can't create the state that they did when they did it the first time. And yes, I do get that, you know, the unconscious conscious learning element. Um, the more you do something, the better you get and the more confident you get. Yeah. But, um, and then obviously, I don't know if you want to talk about this one, but um, stupid and intelligent. Obviously, that's me and you. Yeah, yeah, that's another one. Uh, so often, you know, stupid people they'll, they'll they'll often try and reframe it that they are intelligent and smart, and um, and the the danger of that comes in that uh, because they believe the opposite deep down, they believe they're stupid, but they're trying to reframe their intelligence that intelligence that they're trying to have or be or show off actually just comes out of stupidity because they deep down believe they're, they're stupid. So it's like a dual belief in the system. Part of them says they're intelligent, part of them says I'm stupid. But that stupid part will often win and then make them do or act or say things that make them look or seem stupid when they're really not. Um, so, so, yeah, so it's important to recognise, you know, if you're... Uh, if you're feeling negative, you know, check, are you on the opposite end of the scale? Are you on the opposite end of the pendulum trying to do the opposite of this? Are you trying to get rid of negative by, by changing your thoughts to the positive? It generally won't work. It generally doesn't work for the majority of people is why so many people are stuck. Yeah, I agree with that. Well, about, so what would you say about people that think that, that, are, that are trying to project themselves to intelligence because they're stupid and, I mean, what about on the opposite scale? Uh, what when they? What when they're stupid? Well, when they yeah, when they believe that they're intelligent, actually they're not. <laughs> I got I know no. a few people like that. I no. mean, I think I, I mean I think inherently stupid and intelligence is neither here nor there. Intelligence is logic anyway. So yeah. you know that's not that's got nothing to do with who you are. Logic is logic. Logic is. Mathematical formulas, making sense of things, problem solving, blah, 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 which I said in my last video. But when it comes to you, it's actually all about your subconscious. So intelligence and understanding really has no, no part to play in anything, really. Uh, no. we, we're taught where it is, and we're all very, very good, and we all get, our, we all get um, you know, awards, and we get 
commendations from our peers because, oh, yeah, you know, Dave, he's really clever, he is, he's really smart, he is. Um, but actually, all he's doing is information repeating. Yes. That's actually what's going on. Yeah. Uh, so I have a, I have an issue with information repeating as a form of in, as a form of intelligence because that's actually not intelligence. I mean, you just got a very good memory. That's right. Yeah. Uh, so uh, yeah, yeah, that's right. That's all that really means. Yeah. But we get, but most people get confused with that. And anybody yeah. oh, watching. Yeah, yeah. And anyone watching now has probably been triggered the hell out of it that they, they've got all these qualifications and they go, I am intelligent, I've got my masters and well, or whatever. Um, but I see a lot of people mistake intelligence as information repeating, which is just having a good memory. Um, but yeah. So, um, so yeah, so that's probably like about that's positive beliefs, really. I don't know if you've wanted, if there's anything else you want to add, John, uh, to this. Um, if there's any other areas you might want to cover when it comes to pendulums or positive beliefs. No, not really. I think we've covered the basics and the main things. That's enough for people to digest right now. A lot of information in there. I don't want to overload people with uh, too much understanding information because that will just overload the system. So. Yeah. Okay. Cool. So should we call that? Uh, should we call that a, a, a wrap for today? We'll call it a wrap. We'll call it a wrap. Uh, although yeah. I've heard white men can't rap, so I'm not going to try. Uh, uh, not that I'm racist towards white men. I am a white man myself. Uh, I don't think people, I dislike the white race. Um, gone completely off subject there. You're right there, um, mate. Yeah, you've probably gone off on a tangent there. You said something and then you got paranoid that you might have offended someone due to the way uh, that this world works. And, but in all fairness, yeah. you've got to remember, if anybody did get offended by that comment, their response is the problem. It's because they have a belief. That's right, yes. Yes, I've been I've been trying to explain that to um, to uh, some other other of my clients and some people that that uh, your response is your response to something, um, and and you are the one solely responsible for it. it doesn't matter what the other person's done; um, it's irrelevant. It's your response to the problem, not what's happening around you. And some people really, you know, some people really think that that what's actually happening is the problem. They really believe that. So they don't believe the emotional response can be changed because they really believe that what's happening is the actual problem. They have no concept that the emotional response is the problem. Yeah. Uh, and I, I, I sort of feel sorry for those people because they're going to be very stuck for, for a long time. Because well, you see people everywhere pointing, pointing the finger going, look at him, what did he say? My, bless my dad, he's a prime example of that. I mean, he yeah. just reacts and responds to everything. But what I've tried to explain to him and I explain to most people is that actually the reason why you're reacting and responding is that is because that's your belief about you. You have it running in you yeah. because if you didn't have it running in you, you'd be completely oblivious and it'd be like, Oh, it's a bird. The bird don't yeah. trigger you. But yeah. if, if a bird had cracked on your bonnet of your car after you'd watched it and then you saw a bird, you go bloody bird and shit on your car. Right. Yeah. It's not, yeah, it's because of your response to it, you know, so your belief, your, yeah. it's your belief. So whatever goes on, whatever response we have about anything to anybody, um, it's because it's generally going on in you. And if you are going, if your response is your problem, it is going on in you, you might want to switch that off because you can't keep going around life just pointing the finger and uh, projecting your version or judgments or beliefs on the world because you're going to be a very lonely person because the other seven and a half billion people have different beliefs and different perceptions of that and yeah. um you know and uh, so yeah 
So you might want to go and switch that belief off. <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh, okay, cool. So I think that pretty much wraps it up um, yep. for beliefs um, and pendulums. Um, so I think, next anyway. week, I think I think next week we're gonna I think next week we're gonna have Zoe on. She's got a lot to. Right. She's gonna I think she's gonna come in, in on in a fortnight. She's like right. a personal trainer. Does a, she's the positive health guru. She's an absolute live wire, and uh, I think she wants to come and uh, talk about obviously what she does from a health perspective. And yeah. also, uh, we're going to talk to her, and, uh, and we were, we're going to ask her some questions about her journey and how what working with us uh, has uh, how it's benefited her and how it could benefit other people if they were to do that and the, the life change that it's made for her. So we're going to do that next week. So, um, so so yeah, so that's good. we'll probably do that in a fortnight. Okay, cool, brilliant. I look forward to that. It's fantastic. Yeah, so, so yeah, so well, that's it, I guess, for this week's uh, episode of the Inside Out Effect. Uh, take a glass off. Uh, so I hope you've enjoyed that. Um, if you uh, have any questions regarding what we do, you can reach out to myself and Jonathan at, uh, at uh, the Inside Out Effect website, which is inside-outeffect.co.uk. You'll find our details on there. Uh, you can also uh, keep in touch using Facebook at our Facebook um, account, which is at Inside Out Effect. Um, if you want to contact Jonathan uh, regarding uh, anything that we, we do and we discuss, you can go to his website, which is uh, www.decodingpain.com. And you can contact me if you want to uh, find out more about what I do, how I can help you. Uh, then you can go to uh, healingthemind.co.uk. Um, and if you like this podcast and you want to hear more of uh, the amazing Jonathan Shaw and the humble me, uh, then you can go to uh, our YouTube channel where we've got uh, the last 25 issues uh, online, uh, which is Inside Out Effect with Jonathan and Stephen. So uh, I think that's probably it for now. Um, we thank you for joining. We thank you for giving us your time and, um, and uh, listening to the information we've got. We obviously impart this information to help you guys out there have a better life, what's possible for you. And so maybe you can maybe look at how, how you're acting and how you're living your own life and make those changes that's going to have a positive benefit for yourself, your family and everyone else around you. So from yeah. me, I'm going to say goodbye. Jonathan, is there anything you want to say, my friend? No, just have a great week, everyone. And uh, I'll speak, we'll space speech in a few weeks' time, a couple of weeks' time. And uh, yeah, it, uh, just stay healthy and uh mentally emotionally strong and uh we'll all get through this together and just just hang in there guys it'll all be over soon hopefully yeah hopefully uh it'll be gone soon and i'll get to meet that special person so all the best everybody uh have a really really great uh, uh fortnight until we catch you again next time on the inside out podcast so again from me steve i'm going to say goodbye and from jonathan bye guys take care thank you